G'day everyone, welcome to another Tune Under podcast, the Southern Hemisphere's biggest and best podcast for all things Newcastle United. I'm joined tonight by Bobby. Bobby, how are you, mate? Good, Keggs. Going well. Good. Uh, it's good to have it back. So, yeah, tonight we'll, uh, we'll touch a bit about Harvey Barnes and uh, ASM, uh, a bit about the uh, rollicking 3-3 draw in Philadelphia against Aston Villa in the Summer Series. And stay tuned during the show. We will drop the details of our annual Tune Under podcast shirt giveaway for this season. So um, don't know when it's going to drop in. I could just drop it in anywhere. So stay tuned. Find out what you need to do in order to win yourself a brand new Newcastle United playing strip of your choice for this season. So, uh, yeah, without further ado... If you're watching the video, please give us a like, comment on our YouTube, subscribe to our channel as well. That's uh, three clues maybe that uh, you might have to do to get yourself a T-shirt, <laughs> playing shirt for this season. Um, tell your friends too as well. We want as many people in this competition as we can. You probably don't because the less people have, the more chance you've got of winning. So, but don't be like that. Don't be a Scrooge. The more, the merrier. Um, so, uh, Bobby, we've... I've sort of, I've been a bit off Twitter today. I was sort of watching the game, but not really following it through on my phone. Um, it was a big game in terms of crowd for a preseason game. America's market's growing and, and things like that. How did you go with it all? Did you manage to catch a bit of it today? Yeah, I was watching it all. Um, I was in, a, in, in on a Zoom call, um, which was a pretty, pretty important meeting, <laughs> but I positioned myself so I could have a big screen TV in the background. So I got to watch it all and, um, yeah, was uh, pretty impressed by what I saw, to be honest. Um, I know Twitter was going into meltdown early, but um, I thought we were the better team and, yeah, I was very impressed with a few players. Yeah, yeah it was good. So... Yeah, for those of you that don't know, it was a very generous 9am kickoff here in Australia. Beautiful. I know some of the, U- the UK fans were uh, a bit upset having to stay up late and watch the game, but try living 38 weeks of it for us. And you understand I said what, that to someone. A little bit of a uh, indication of what we, we go through and put ourselves through in Australia, especially to watch Newcastle United week in, week out. So we can bring you this fabulous content that we do every week. Um so I guess, yeah, I guess the, the best place to start is to start. I've been sort of tossing this around all day, Bobby. What what was this sort of unofficial title of the game? Was it was it just the Summer Series? Was it the Castor Cup? Was it the James Milner Cup, the Charles Ingsolbier Cup, the Shea Given Cup? I don't know, the Stephen mm. Island or Nobby Solano Cup? Happy Bay? Happy Bay played there as well. Is it the... Happy Bay Cup. Which which cup will we be playing for this morning? Probably the Sub on the Tyne Cup, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't mind having that up and running, but yeah. Um, now, good opposition, Aston Villa. I think they're going to be very competitive this season. I think they'll be in the top six with us. So it's uh, whatever cup you want to call it, Keegs. It was a, a good hit out um, oh. and quality opposition. I like Happy Bay. Let's go with the Happy Bay Cup. I like this chair. A, that was the best yeah, thing about Happy Bay. It was a bit of a mouthful, but a few too many bees in there. But we'll just <laughs> we'll roll with it anyway. Um, we'll, we'll chuck the starting lineup up. I know it's a uh, it's a preseason game, and I mean, there's not really too much, I guess, to 
to take out of it in terms of who played and who didn't play and, and things like that. I actually think there is a little bit you can take out of it with who didn't play. Um, I think the main the main one for me was was Joe Willick, Bobby. He obviously still, that hamstring injury must have been a pretty bad one that he suffered, I think, was it the third last game, Bryden, from last season yeah. when he, he pulled up? So, um, yeah, as always, I remember Eddie was, he was a bit coy. He does, didn't think he was going to make the last two games of the season with that injury, but it's turned out to be a pretty bad one, I reckon, unless he's had some kind of uh, reoccurrence or something like that, which we'll never know. But mm. even the way he pulled up, I remember it didn't look good. So he he's a watch, isn't he? I've got concerns that he'll make the start of the season, that's for sure. I think, um, yeah. and plus missing a large chunk of the preseason isn't great to carry on for the year to get that grounding and foundation of fitness and and everything else that goes with it, which is a real shame because he was looking really super last season and, you know, another year of development and another preseason under his belt. He could have taken it all by storm. I think he's one that we predict will challenge in the English English side. I think there was calls mm. last year should be looked at. So, yeah, it's disappointing not to have him. He was the big one that you'd like to see in the side, but um, not to be. So how do you think that's going to roll now? So do you think, given the amount of time he's missed and the training that he's missed, obviously it was a, a pretty serious hamstring injury, do you think he'll get himself to a spot of fitness, I call maybe regular fitness, that he could come on, he could maybe start and play an hour or he could come on for half an hour at the end and sort of come back maybe a little bit earlier? Or do you think he's going to maybe put himself through like a really heavy four-week block once he's done and try and get himself to an Eddie Howe fitness level and then hmm. sort of really throw his name forward to to start and play games and, and play all games and things like that? Yeah, I think our depth is a little bit better now. So... I think having him do whenever he starts is to do his own preseason and then start on the bench and come on for cameos at the very start. So it might only be 10 or 15 minutes here and there and then, you know, build up to half an hour, then to 45 minutes or, or whatever it is. And then a full 90 minutes as the season's progressed. I think that might be the best because I don't think you can play in an Eddie Howe team or you can't. We've seen that with um, yeah. Gordon. <laughs> yeah. You can't play in an Eddie Howe team without having that foundation of fitness behind you, which is what preseason gives. So I think if he starts running in a couple of weeks and from then he, that's the start of his preseason, he's got to put in the hard yards and because we've got the depth, um, he can start on the bench. Yeah, I think that's a that's a blessing, especially with the Tenali signing, that there's no real, I guess, urgency for him to hurry up and get back and get back into the team. And we'll, we'll touch on... Um, Elliot Anderson a bit later on as well. Mm. He, his first couple of games have been really impressive and he's just sort of maybe given us to that sixth midfielder that we kind of needed, I think, in January. Um, but with the Tenali signing in, in his form, I think we've sort of pretty much covered ourselves now for central midfield positions. But um, we'll just quickly read through the lineup. Uh, Dubravka was in goal. Pope still recovering from that uh, finger injury or finger operation that he had uh, just before the end of the season last year. Trippier... Uh, Shah, Target, Dummett, Bruno, uh, Tonali, Anderson, Almiron, Murphy, and Isak. Um, there was a little bit of, I guess, question marks that was Dummett playing centre-back and playing a four at the back, but it, by all reports, it looked like it was a three at the back, Bobby. Is that how you sort Absolutely. of picked it up as well? Yeah, I think we were playing three at the back. I think post-match, Eddie 
mentioned it was a three and he's got to analyze how that went and why we conceded three sloppy goals and how we got opened up quite a bit. So I've got advice for Eddie is stay away from the three. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a team yeah. for it and we don't, I don't like it at all. So, but yeah, it was definitely three at the back and you can just see, like, I don't think, you know, Dummett's missed a lot of football and I don't think he's quite at the level anymore. That's to be brutally honest. And Target looked absolutely lost as a left wing back. He just, yeah. he didn't know when to attack, didn't know when to defend. And when he had to defend, he was just so slow. Um, he looked like a semi-trailer trying to turn as well. So, <laughs> but I think that was more about confusion rather than anything. So, yeah, a few question marks. And But he's a good to get in the preseason. It's nothing to worry about because we still look the superior team despite all those um, factors. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. That's the whole reason for preseason, I guess, is you might have, train for some stuff like that. And it's a great opportunity to test things out while you've been doing your training to actually see how they work in a game, what works, what doesn't. Um, you might try something for 15, 20 minutes and go, oh, shit, that actually works. I'll put that in the back pocket and mm. we can take that back during the season as well. I, like I said, I know it's preseason and it's experimenting and, and, and things like that. But when you're in any game, it doesn't matter. If you're 2-0 down after 11 minutes, there's a few – Sirens and alarm bells going off. I mean, yeah, I was I was on Google looking up Hearst companies in Philadelphia after the first <laughs> eleven minutes, just, just in case like things were going to get any worse. So, um, I mean, the other factor yeah. is Keegs is we play Aston Villa the first game of the season, so you don't want to. That's exactly right. Play all your cards no. in this game and give no. a, a smart manager like Emery, you yeah. know that that long to plan. So you you want to keep him um, guessing it right up till the game. Yeah, and I don't think with our experimentation and things like that, I don't think you could really take that much out of the game that he didn't know already. I mean, he's probably better off if he's looking for tactical stuff just to probably go back to the, the game we played against him at the end of last season. You probably get a lot more out of that than what you would for this game yeah. as well. But, um, yeah, it, was, it, was a, it wasn't the best start. And I think the, um, the scheduled drinks break, come at the right time for us just to maybe we can just get everyone in together again and which which normally happens anyway in a game we normally have someone if if things aren't going the way we need them to someone will be uh i guess injured and eddie can quickly get the trips over and <laughs> reset a few things and get the message to get everyone message rather out, than, yeah. yeah so the drinks break come at a great time and like it's like you said i don't think we were that bad it was just it was a helter skelter game and pretty hot and oppressive conditions by reports in um, Philadelphia mm. and very humid as well from what I heard and um, or what I read, sorry. But um, just after the, the break, Elliot Anderson got on the score sheet again with a really, really well-taken finish, really composed as well. And that sort of got me thinking, Bobby, is, is Elliot sort of this year's preseason, last year's Miggy, where he had an absolute blinder, if you remember, and, I know we always say we don't read too much in a preseason form, but he actually carried that form into into the season as well. And Anderson, with a full preseason, a bit more confidence playing um, Premier League, and especially that game against Forest Springs to mind where he probably felt, hey, I can play at this level. He was really mm. impressive, wasn't he? He looks a beauty. He looks like he could start the start of the season for us. So, I mean, to have a, what is he, 20-year-old, now or 21 i'm not too sure but um to have a young kid who's come through the academy and and perform and probably be our best player in the preseason 
and it's probably timely as well with Willock out. So we, we've got a guy that he looks more comfortable in the centre of the park, Anderson, rather than out wide. Mm. So I think, um, yeah, it all bodes well. And he's playing some spectacular football. I mean, he started off pretty sloppy, to be fair. Um, but then he came in and sort of bossed the game after that. So, and a well-taken finish too. Yeah, it was, I was yeah, I was really impressed. And he had a hand in the other goal yep. as well with... With a shot that was just, I guess, parried is probably, I think, the correct uh, correct term in a, the Slim Reaper. And he put another <laughs> one under his belt. So he, like another preseason, or his first real preseason, isn't it, under under Eddie Howe. So he's um he's going to be really exciting to watch. And I think it's going to be really exciting to see how Eddie utilises him and Callum Wilson. I mean, the, the argument sort of... Raged on at the back end of last year as well when they were both fit and both scoring. What do you do? And I, I can't see any real resolution mm. to start the season off. I think it's just going to be interesting to see how they play with each other and and what happens on the left-hand side and then how does that affect Harvey Barnes and um, sort of does what is, where does Gordon fit into the whole sort of scheme of things as well. So he's got a few headaches. But they're good headaches. They're good headaches to have. So we might Absolutely. actually we'll get to yeah we'll get to Harvey Barnes now. So mm-hmm. it was announced. Well, in the middle of the night, we woke up to the the signings, and I guess it sort of went quiet. I think everyone assumed it was all done with the photos and stuff like that, but they were just waiting on the announcement. And then he was it was announced. Well, yeah, I think middle of the day in the UK, and so we woke up to it here in Australia, and then. A couple of hours later, he's on the team sheet. <laughs> so, so it was like, okay, he, he might have been in America for a few days then. So were you expecting him to come on? No, but as you said, he's probably been there for a few days. It has, he didn't just arrive and get on the park, yeah. but I think we'd be yeah. that stupid. They've kept it pretty um, close to their chest, the club. Um, I was wondering if he was locked in a hotel room. And they forgot that they had him there for a while. Because, <laughs> I mean, he'd done the training ground. Jes- he'd met Jesmond with... or something like that. Did anyone let him out? We probably shouldn't make kidnapping jokes with no, with no, ownership no. and things like that. No, no, we'll leave that alone. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he'd, he'd met with fans at the training ground. He'd, he'd been, like, you're just thinking, what the hell's going on? So my thinking is they wanted to get a letter of uh, heads of agreement with ASM going. Yeah. before they could announce it because it all plays into the FFP regulations we have over us at mm. the moment. So that's my thinking of what happened, but I could be wrong. Um, but it was good to see him there and good to see him get 20 minutes. And to go back to your point, I think the versatility we've got now to play, the flexibility, sorry, we've got now to play all these different players in different positions, particularly up front, is really positive for Eddie because he is a tactician. So different clubs and different teams will be able to do different things with. But I like Barnes coming into this side. I think he's going to have a massive season. Yeah, and I like to say that. We always preface this by saying it was only a preseason game, but that 20 minutes or so showed that that's just him as a player. He drives towards goal, he cuts in, he shoots and and things like that. And so that's – I think we do we did lack that a bit, that directness, mm. I guess, on the left-hand side at times – so I think he's going to be a really, really big signing. So it was confirmed for a five-year deal, I believe, <laughs> undisclosed fee, which is pretty common these days when it goes to Newcastle United and transfers. So, um, And then I think 
mid-morning as well before the game, we Fabrizio tweeted that the um, ASM had passed his first part of the medical with his uh, Saudi Arabian team. So, um, yeah, he'll be linking up with, I think it's Firmino, I think he's playing there as well. I think Mahrez is, is on that team. Mahrez, yeah. Mendy, good team. I think Mendy good fun. as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to have mm. a ball over there. I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of uh, a lot of them shirts in Newcastle with St. Maximum on the back of him as well, just quietly, which is fair enough. According, like. according to Twitter, yeah, I think he's got a lot of fans that are very yeah. disappointed. That yeah, he's not in the not. in the squad anymore, but um, yeah, good luck I'm to sure me. Gonna... Wish him all the best. Yeah, and we're not gonna shit him or anything like that. I think it's a good move for everyone, and he was great for us and what he did, especially during them dark years. He was he was probably him and Callum Wilson were probably the lone beacons we had to look forward to each week because there was there wasn't much else going on. But <laughs> mate, it, times times change and everything moves on and. And stuff like that. Nothing lasts forever. So I think I put it in our, I might have put it on Twitter actually, not in that group chat. Don't be um don't be sad that he's gone, be happy he was here. So that's yeah, well that's said. where that is. Um <laughs> so with regards to the, the game and stuff like that, Bobby, what what did you like out of the game? Um, I think we controlled it. I think what I liked was not the defensive aspects of the game per se, but it's preseason, so that'll come. I like the way we controlled the ball. I liked our movement up front. Isaac looks set to explode again. I think <laughs> I think does. you said it in the chat. <laughs> I think he could be one of the best players in the world by the come the end of the year. He's just magnificent. I also thought, you know, Anderson showed that he belongs. Lewis Miley, when he came on, was really composed and another one that we'd have around the squad, if not go out on loan, but he's another guy uh, that... He upgraded the number two. I'm not sure if you noticed that. He, he's gone from the 80s into the 60s now, so he's slowly slowly, slowly knocking knocking down. Yeah, <laughs> knocking him down. Yeah, he's doing well, but uh, he's <laughs> just... I, think, I, I personally think he's the one that's going to explode and be world-class, that kid, but... Um, you know, Anthony Gordon was superb, continued on his great preseason. He's going to have a ripper year. So I think look, lots of positives to take out of that. I'm not going to talk about tactical stuff much because it was preseason. There was a lot of adventure and it was a bit like a circus that game, to be honest. But if you're looking at individual players and how they look and, and whatever, yeah, there was a lot to look forward to. And even I just want to mention, I mean, he got a bit of a, a tribute in a press conference, but I thought Jamal... LaSalle's was really good as well. And his vertical Shah-like ball to Gordon, <laughs> which created the goal for Callum Wilson, was was brilliant. So, you know, if he can I'd get I seen that, that from him before. No, I didn't know he had it in his locker. So <laughs> hopefully hopefully he does develop that because I think, you know, it was really good to see that, pre, that press conference that Eddie just wanted to pay tribute that, it's not just the players that play every week. There's a there's a whole squad mm. that takes part, and you can see why we're so successful and and have the team chemistry we have because of people like Jamal Lasalle as well. So he needs to take a lot of credit. And our fans need to, you know, applaud him if he does leave or if he stays. We just need to back him. Yeah, and like you said, there's always going to be in a 25 man squad. You're going to have 11 happy players. That that's the reality of it, and. No yeah. one enjoys not playing and, and sitting on the bench and, and stuff like that, even if they, you are getting paid very well to do it. it. 
these guys are still competitors and they want to compete and they want to show themselves and improve that they're a very good player and they deserve to be be playing so it's it's a bitter pill to take when when someone tells you that you're not who you think you are and you're not that good and there's other people better than you and it doesn't matter what level of sport you're playing these conversations get held weekly and and like I said there's two ways you can take it you can throw your toys out of the court and, and be a disruption or you can actually be a really powerful asset and a really powerful teammate and I think we've got 14 really valuable teammates with regards and Ryan to the Fraser people on the other side. Playing. Yeah, well, he's he's not there, so he doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, I liked, I just like seeing the game. I just like seeing everyone playing again against good opposition and and things like that. And like Eddie's shirts are getting smaller or... His pecs are getting bigger. I'm not not sure which one's which at bit the moment. A bit of both, to be honest. I think as his Tindall, pecs get bigger, he gets the shirt. He gets yeah, the shirts yeah, a yeah. bit smaller. Yeah, Tyndall was a great. He has a great shade as well. That he's loving this American summer. I reckon. Um, I think also our kits look superb. Like to see yeah, them in that, a game situation. When two, yeah, when we're two 0 down, I said, I don't care if we're shit. We're going to look good being shit though. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We where are, really where are you on the Where are you on the socks? Not a fan yet. I'll probably grow into it, but I was just happy with the the way the shirts looked. I thought yeah. it was probably our best. They're unreal version till the ones behind you. Um, yeah, uh, since the ones behind you, I think these are top class. So I was really happy to see them out there and on some of these players. Yeah. So, um, well, speaking of players, there was we did get word last week that Tino Livramento was probably going to undergo a medical sometime over the weekend. Now, as far as we know, that hasn't happened. Do you have any insight or is that if Southampton moved the goalposts or do you know anything about that? So I think what's happened is that there's been some goalposts moved, but I'm not too sure. Like I'm not privy to all that sort of stuff at this stage, but there was a lot of information flowing that the deal had been agreed. And that actually came from Livermento's agency um, that it's all been done and signed off. And it was for £30 million. But that was the package deal that wasn't up front. And then we're hearing stuff that the second offer's gone in of £30 million up front. So that's the pack. It's, that's it. It'll be £30 million. And apparently that's been rejected. But... So what the truth is, I'm not too sure. He's a player that we absolutely love and we want in the squad because we see them helping out with both fullback positions straight away. Mm. But he's a successor to Trippier. And a lot of people don't remember, but he was coming through the ranks and he was regarded as one of the best right backs, young right backs in the world Mm. before it is, you know, before that, before it is ACL. So... He'd be absolutely top class. And my information is that um, Dan Ashworth wanted him at Brighton when he was at Chelsea. So this is a long scouting mission. That we, we finally, <laughs> he, finally, He's like a dog um, with a bone, isn't he? Yeah, well, if he's he, got he someone can. in his crosshairs, he doesn't let him go. He chases them and chases them. No, but I think, yeah, I think in terms of our plan going forward, he, he plays a significant role. So... I'd look for that one to ramp up 
I don't think Southampton do value him. I do want 50 million. I think that's just some PR nonsense. But I think they, one of the journos I spoke to was real confident that they'll come to a resolution sooner or later. So let's hope it's sooner because we need him in the preseason squad. So where, where when you say he's viewed as the successor to, to Kieran Trippier, where does that leave Harrison Ashby, do you think? Depth. You, you need depth, depth, don't you? I think Ashby will go out on loan. I think they, they've got high hopes for Ashby, but not as high as someone like Lee Romento. Yeah. I think he's um, different level. Yeah. So if, if he does come in as we hopefully expect and, and hope he does, where do you think our next bit of business needs to be? Um, I think we need a right centre-back to understudy for Shah. Um, I think that's important. So depth in that position. And personally speaking, a left-back, I think it's really important that we get one of those in. Now, talking about Livermento, they said he can help out there, but I don't think he's played much at left-back. So it's a risk to have him in the that squad. But I don't know how deep the FFP stuff is. And why we're going for him because he can help out at both positions, and we think that's enough cover. So, if it was up to me, if it was up to me right now, I would be saying we're pretty all right up front. I think um, so too. Yeah. I think in midfield and midfield and attacking sort of players, I think we're really, really good. Yeah, and I think mm. I'd I'd almost say not not so much an understudy. If we can get someone along the lines, not Ace Van Botman, but sort of that age. <laughs> that age bracket that can sort of come in and play straight away. I think that should be the the aim. If if we can't, we can't. If they have to be a little bit younger to develop maybe one or two years. But I do really think that we should be aiming to get someone. And if, if that's that um, Desasi or, or someone like that who can come in and play straight away, that's fantastic. But, yeah, I, mm. I think as well we need, we need a ball-playing right-sided centre-back. Yeah, absolutely. I think... It's hard to say that our defence is probably the weakest part of our squad when it was the number one defence in the league yeah, last season. It makes season. absolutely but, no sense. But but it is. And I don't – no offence to, to Big Dan Byrne because I love him, but I don't want to see too much from it left back this season. And I think um, – I'm not too sure if Matty Target can play, you know, as many minutes as well. So – um, but, but a great, uh, great squad option to rotate through for games yeah, absolutely. And things like that. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to be fighting on a lot of fronts. So we're playing Premier League, which is exhaustive anyway. We've got Champions League, whatever comes Travel. from that, whether we drop into the yeah. Europa or whatever it is, because you'd want to win the Europa if we, got, if we do drop down. Then you've got FA Cup, League Cup. You'd want to try to get a trophy there. So there's a lot of fronts and a lot of games that we're going to be in. So we need that yeah. really depth of squad. So I'm not saying Matty Target can't play, but I'm saying I won't want to be seeing him starting every week. First game of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just on Dan Byrne, I think Serena accidentally leaked his contract extension <laughs> on Instagram. Um I'm sure she's an ultimate pro, friend of the pod. I'm sure she didn't mean it. She quickly took it down. But I'm not yeah, we're not sure how long it is or anything like that. But mm. I think yeah, a Dan Byrne contract extension will be announced sometime shortly. Well, he's on um, the retained list, so I think um, 
it had to be, but yeah, I think she she posted a photo of one yeah. of her photos from <laughs> yeah, the month. She, and... I think she had a bit of a dump and a photo dump. <laughs> Unfortunately for her, that was in there. But fortunate for everyone else that he's going to stick around. And yeah, like you said, I think if we get another left back, he could be a great squad option again for a left sided centre back or that left back option as well, which is um, which is going to be a really really important thing throughout the course of the season, like you said, with all the um, the games we we hope we're going to play. Um, well, oh, just one other thing as well. We just want to send our uh, our best wishes to Shaka Hislop. Yeah, a bit of a, yeah, absolutely. Bit of a uh, unfortunate incident. Got himself in a sick bay this morning in um, California. I think it was Real Madrid, AC Milan, friendly mm. in, in California, and yeah, unfortunately, he looked like he fainted and, and things like that. But reports. Um, I think have come through that he's okay. Or at this stage, he's okay anyway. They're obviously going to run all their medical testing and things like that just to try and find the cause and if there's something um, a bit more sinister. But, yeah, former goalkeeper, great player of ours. So um, we wish him all the best and, and hopefully he can get himself out of sick bay and, and back into uh, his punditry stuff as well. But, uh, yeah, just so before we wrap up, it's time to announce big drum roll, Bobby. The... Uh, the annual, it is annual because we've done it once, so it's now the annual Tune Under <laughs> podcast shirt giveaway. So uh, I'll read these this details out. So This I is not, massive. I do not stuff this up. So the way to get yourself a brand spanking official, not a DHgate, an official Newcastle United shirt from the 23-24 season. A shirt of your choice. You can pick the home shirt, the green away shirt, or that absolute sexy, sexy third kit that got released on Friday. It is your choice. You can pick what you like. If you want to name a number on the back, if that's the way you like your cookie crumbled, you can get that as well. We're feeling generous this season. So in order to get that, there is three things you need to tick off. You need to subscribe to the channel, number one. Super important. Number two, you have to like the three pods that this competition is going to run for. So this is our first pod. We'll have another one later in the week and another one next week. You have to like each of them three pods to be included, and you need to comment on these three videos. We will run a nice, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? an investigative campaign to make sure we'll get a list that will analyze the data. We'll crunch the numbers. We'll chuck your name into a special magic generator that we haven't actually got yet. It won't be Keith. We can confirm it will not be Keith, the Mm -hmm. AI computer. (laughs) He will not be judging this competition. Um, And the winner will be announced for the fourth video, which will probably be at the end of next week. So just going through that again, you have to subscribe to the channel, like the three pods where we mentioned this shirt. So it'll be this one, the next one, and the one after. Comment, leave a comment on the three pods as well, and then you will be in the draw to win a brand new 2023-24 Newcastle United shirt, the new home kit, the green kit, all that beautiful bastard. I think it's called Carbon. I think the official colour was Carbon on Craig's. Docket when he purchased it Friday afternoon. So carbon and electric yellow, I think it was. So, um, yeah, you can pick one of them. If you want to name a number, we're more than happy to do that. We'll ship it direct to you. 
so you don't have to leave your house to pick it up. You might have to go to the you – know, if you have a letterbox like us normal people do in Australia, um, you can pick it up. You might be a UK fan who's got a letterbox in the door and you actually will not leave to leave your house. So um, that's how you get it. So don't forget, like the video, comment on the video, and you are – Subscribe to the channel. You are in the draw to win this fantastic prize, the annual Tune Under Pod shirt giveaway. So get liking, get clicking, get writing. Leave us a comment. Let us know who you'd want on your shirt if you uh, if you want to get a custom one as well. We might I haven't run that by the, uh, the committee yet, but <laughs> you might be able to get a custom name and number on it as well. You might be able to get Hurst. Hurst 2, maybe, or something like that. <laughs> so um, that's it, mate. Bobby, that'll that'll wrap us up for tonight, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time, as always. No worries. Thanks, Keggs. Thank, thanks, everyone, for watching, listening. Don't forget, enter this competition. I guarantee it is worth your time. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your wives, your girlfriends, your mistresses, tell them all to like, comment, the more the merrier. And uh, we'll see you next time. I think later on in the week we'll have another, uh, maybe a, another review of the next Summer Series game, a bit of news yep. kicking around as well. And, uh, yeah, that'll be your second chance to enter the competition. So thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll see you next time. See you, guys.